Hola, everybody. Welcome again to Show to View with Mike G, the show of life, the show of whiskey, the show of cake, the show of books. I hope that you all enjoyed the 2016 San Antonio Cocktail Conference. I hope you drank all of the whiskey. I hope you drank all of the mezcal. And I hope that you learned an awful lot. To continue the spirit of the San Antonio cocktail industry, today's interview is with Killian Oliver, a San Antonian who is the bar manager at Whiskey Cake in La Cantera. Talk about a lot of different things, but we definitely talk about books and drinking mezcal at 9.31 a.m. Although not a personal record for me of sorts, it was a great chat nonetheless. So without further ado, why don't we give a listen to my interview with Killian Oliver. I've been here a year. A year? A year. Yeah, we opened in pre- November. Shit. Oh, right. He, Last epis- year. What it, and what's the center called? It kind of reminds me of the domain. Uh, La Cantera. La Cantera. So way up on the north compared, like when you start driving around, when you go to meet the boys later, you're going to uh, be like, holy shit, she's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was like, oh, this is the street taking me to Fiesta, Texas. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, where am I going? Did you see Superman's butt out there? That's what I get no. to look at all day. <laughs> Superman's butt, where is it? If you look right out the front doors there, uh-huh. there's Superman's butt. It's like, that is a nice piece but which, of ass. Which Superman? Uh, uh, the, the new one? The guy The guy that I don't know his name? It's like a men's health cover model? Uh, uh, you'll have to forgive my lack of nerdism I, I don't on that, I, guess. I don't know. There's so many damn Supermans. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say. But so, you know, typically when we do these, and this is good. I, I like this. We're on location. We're drinking some coffee. You've got some mezcal. You're up early. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> is that? How do you do that? Uh, like out late and then it up early. I mean, I guess it's a healthy balance because you have to remember to take care of yourself. And I think that's something that we all forget yes. a lot of the time. Absolutely. So some days I'm home and it's Friday and I'm drinking tea in bed at 10 while everybody's out. Yeah. Or it's Monday. You know, Monday's always been date night for everybody yeah, where yeah. we're all off. And we can all go watch football and decompress and gossip and talk about girls, talk about boys. Just gossip. Just gossip, essentially. Yes. So, but then it's a, hey, get up and go to the gym. Hey, you know, you already ate uh, two pieces of white bread this week. (laughs) For a second, I thought you were going to say, you already ate a pizza. You already (laughs) ate a pizza tonight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Going to have to go to the gym in the morning if you feel like it or not. That that sometimes happens. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you eat a whole pizza and you don't feel guilty about it. No. That's what Fernet's for, right? Like, yeah, it kind of gets it moving. Right, that's the- any digestive. Um, that's why you have breakfast tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the Italians, they didn't invent yeah. Amari to just drink and be pleasurable. They drank it because they ate so much food. They needed right. to go. They need to get it moving. Right. Fernet isn't. There's no better solution or formula to f- feel less full than than Fernet. Uh, that's true. Like you go out, you have a big meal, you have to drink with everybody afterwards. Yeah. Burnett, I'm I'm on an Angostura kick. Oh, geez, just straight. Yeah. So God. I drink the most. I always tease them because they're like, "Oh, you're so money driven. You're so money driven." I'm like, I drink the most expensive thing in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> and the the most potent by by volume. Yes. How do you drink it? Just straight. Shoot straight it back. Angostura. So here's the one thing. This is one reason I won't drink Angostura anymore. I like it. It's a good good additive. It obviously obviously adds this nice element to cocktails. But it makes my breast smell like fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got to scrape your taste yeah, buds t- off right? and start you know, over. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I had a, a Angostura and Coke one night. This is the last time. Angostura it, and Coke? I think it was what? a joke that <laughs> Dennis Gobis was playing on me. But 
it would taste good. You know, I was like, oh, all right, it's bitter. Right? This was supposed to be. But for the next two days, I swear to God, no matter what I did, Listerine, brushing my tongue, it would not go away. <laughs> Do you ever notice that like taste <laughs> in the back of your mouth? With I think I had the uh, like I stuck my tongue and I'm like, is my tongue Angostura stained? <laughs> like after a long <laughs> yeah, night of drinking, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I'm like, I need to lay off. Apparently, <laughs> that's a hell, that's a rite of passage. Oh, I suppose you know? so. Yeah, it's like, like chicken pox. Like you got to do it at least once. Staying the shit out of your tongue with Angostura. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> oh man. I. I, as a mezcal person, and we'll kind of talk about the bottle here. This is the Tepestate. This is this year's, I think, right? Yeah, it is this year. Yeah, 301 liters. Acalino is February of 2015. 52, which is pretty nice. And this is 100% Tepestate. There's another one that he blends. It blends. Espadine, yeah. colas, or Tobolau colas. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, it's the Anbaro, right, that they did that with? That's one of the blends. Mm-hmm. But there's another one they put out in Seattle only to just totally nerd out that is probably, oh, it was a Sierra Negra. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is the finest mezcal I think Where I've ever had. Where the West had. Coast get all the cool stuff? Only Seattle does. Uh, and yeah. That's because <laughs> of the Back Bar Project. Those guys over there. There's so much gin I want that I'm like, why can't I get that here? Which wh- yeah, um, which which gins are you? Um, I'm I'm trying to think of some of the stuff. You know what I really want from the East Coast is that Green Hat gin. Green Hat from DC. Oh my God, it, yeah. the bottles are really cool. It's I have a cool. friend that worked on the marketing project for it, mm-hmm. and apparently their juice is awesome. They've gotten a bunch of reviews. I'm like, who is smuggling that in their suitcase? Nobody's yeah, no one's bringing it in to to Texas yet that I know of. And I've talked to them plenty of times to get a sample because I could try try to help, but nothing. Nothing. Yeah, really? I don't know. So I have to kind of keep kind of. Sometimes for those it. East Coasters are really snobby. Yeah, I, I could say that I am one. So. Are you an East Coaster? Uh, well, oh, so I, to 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 seek into it. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Kieran, for the cheers. The mezcal at nine thirty-one in the morning. You know what? <laughs> That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with That's that. It's gonna be a long day for both of us. Uh, right. It's New Year's Eve. You're working at nine. Weren't we talking about balance? How do you balance your day about Just getting don't up drink early? Don't drink tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went to the gym all this week, rode my bike, but today this is an exception. It's absolutely. Exactly. I like. I like it. It's a good exception. All right, let's see. So I, I don't know that I've had this one. I think again. I like. I told you everything. I like that thirty-three hundred feet. Everything over seven thousand feet is like too sweet for me. Mm-hmm, like all you mm-hmm. get is the sugar. So for me, I, I love this. Man, I love that floral. So note. good. It's actually pretty. For me, it's relatively sweet, but it's. I mean, it's it, it's so vegetal, you know, without getting into taste notes a lot. But Tepestate, the thing I love about Tepestate, and I mentioned this kind of before in a couple of other shows, but it's the oldest of the varietals. It's like 18 to 25 years old. It's, right. It's sat there and endured so many seasons that you taste in all those seasons. It's such a great vehicle for the terroir, you know. Yeah, I, I think I think that's why they... Again, they're so crazy and freeform. It's like, okay, this yeah. is cool. This is what it's supposed to be like. They're so what? massive, too. You've seen those things? I know. They make me feel very, very small. <laughs> the power of nature. They, they might be my spirit animal just because, or my spirit plant, I guess. No, just it's an animal the, of sorts. Yeah, I, I guess. Just because the espadines are so prim and proper. You yeah. Know? Oh, so. totally. Like, really manicured, <laughs> nice, tight leaf array. Uh-huh. Or if leaf is the right, the right word, I'm not really sure. But so you say you're from the East Coast? I am. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts. Where about? Uh, Cape Cod. Oh, before you don't I have know. the accent. Uh, thank God, because I went to college. No, thank God. <laughs> mean, no, okay, okay. I went to college in Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, so my roommates tortured me until all of the accent is gone. So What's it like growing up in, in the East Coast? Cape, Cape Codish. Um, it's, it's interesting. 
it's it was interesting growing up because like everybody thinks that you you have money because you live there. You yeah, know? did you have the, money? No. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Is anybody looking for a sugar mama? Nope, not here. <laughs> um so I think the important thing was like you see every you get a whole bunch of people you know because the Portuguese are all there oh, the Brazilians really? are all there oh, like wow. uh, there's a, the Irish come over there and they work for the summer the Russians come over there and they work for the summer so it's like a nice melting pot it is. I, you know I didn't know about the, the Brazilians yeah, it's, and it's it's interesting they just released a thing about all the heroin use uh, like a documentary is that the Russians coming <laughs> probably <laughs> no, no no offense Anya just kidding yeah, anybody that might be Russian um, and then. And, uh, and then I went to Florida and lived on the beach, essentially. Yeah. Was and it like a nice, de- it seems like a pretty interesting departure weather-wise. Uh, Cape Cod isn't too, it's kind of cold, isn't it? It is cold, but because of all the salt water, it doesn't really snow. Oh, okay. Okay. So. But you can't like go lay out on the beach that much, right? I, yeah. I mean, during the summer, but all the tourists are there. So it's uh, kind of like, Those damn that. Russians. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the Russians on the beach, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Everybody's in their speedos. Go back to Canada. (laughs) It's not that far. Just go like it's a short flight to get to Canada from Cape Cod. Right? So, like, how is growing up in in Cape Cod? I I picture it like a halcyon, perfect weather. People are cool. They're open. There are a lot of white people, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, there's that. There's a lot of white people. Um, (laughs) And I have a, like, my parents' idea of Mexican food is Mm -hmm. not a proper idea of mexican food understood I could, yeah i can tell you that no do you now i love hearing the horror stories like if, if what did what were enchiladas because <laughs> oh i have a feeling that's a, a problematic one so you know um the mixed cheese like the monterey jack yes, shredded yeah. But like the not like the fine, not like when you when you get like queso fresca and right, you grind right. it really thin, like the big thick slices and almost like you know when you guys are at Taco Bell. I don't even know. Are there Taco Bells here? Oh in, yeah, lots of in, Taco in, Bells. Okay. Yeah, lots I, of I just imagine that's very like northern no, Texas it, thing. It, but <laughs> you'd be surprised how prolific the Taco Bell chain can be. <laughs> um, but they uh, they. Like the red sauce, yeah, it's the red sauce oh, all over them. Like, there's geez. no green enchiladas, there's no mole, there's, there's no, no nothing, nothing nuanced, right? <laughs> no, you get really red sauce. Do they know what it. carnitas is? Uh, maybe I just like saying that word carnitas. carnitas yeah. <laughs> if, if anything, the mezcal, like, it's just kind of pumped through me. I, mean, I want to kind of start saying we words. Should've, I, I should have stopped for breakfast tacos, I was going to, but I was like <laughs> running late. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna be late, and then I'm not gonna have the restaurant set up. Oh, no, I mean, it's all prior. I mean, mezcal before tacos. Sorry, everybody, but that's, that's it. that is how it goes. You got caught in a cause of uprising. <laughs> what kind of stuff were you into like, before you headed off to Florida? Um, so music or sports? or? Yeah, I mean, I ran a whole bunch. I still run a whole bunch. Oh, because really? I would kill Long ev- distance? Or? Uh, yeah, just because I would kill everybody around me if I didn't is it your release? prepare myself oh, for the day. Oh, I see. <laughs> so that's your, that's your happy place, your place of zen. Yeah. So, and then I'm a huge reader. So yeah. I probably own over a thousand books, which really? is crazy. Yeah. I guess that's how like the knowledge starts. I, I, that's what bothers me too. When someone says they're not learning anything in a program, when they right. come to me and they're like, oh, I'm not learning anything in a program. I'm like, open a fucking book. Like yeah. the rest of there's us There's lots did. of books. Yeah. There's, and there's lots like, of books. And, and the thing is that if you were to learn, let's say, about Russian literature, I'm just going to keep going back to Russian. We'll just keep this theme. There's lots of books. That's a lot of book. That is a lot right? of book. And there's thousands of them. But if you think about cocktails, the, the, the paramount books, the ones that are really, really influential, there's not 
thousands of books. There's under 50 books that change the face of the game, right? right. So that's even easier. Right. It's like your barrier to entry. It's like, well, just read 20 books. 20? Okay. And then you got the knowledge that anybody else has. Sticks you up to that same level. Right, exactly. And that, again, I think that's a, something that a lot of people miss. They want to, so there's like this generational gap. There's a, all of the older people that have done a bunch of cool stuff for us and paved the way. Yeah. And then there's people in our generation that are in their late 20s that work for those people. Right. But they aren't necessarily doing anything. They're just like, oh, I work for so-and-so instead of pushing forward, creating things, being more, I I guess, uh, imaginative or I don't know. (laughs) Do you you think that, uh, and I don't want to call it entitlement necessarily, but do you think people are more eager to not pay dues anymore? I feel like this is a thing like in the music industry, like you rough it for a while, setting up drums, picking up amps, up flights of stairs, but that there's a sense of that wanting to put your head down and work for a long time to become a master that's not really here it's not really a thing now people go past that yeah i think there's a little of that and i think there's a little i guess a lot of weight put on like titles and things like that i am what's a a good title or not uh, a good title but just a title a title uh let's see you are a manager of a beverage program at a single restaurant right (laughs) And somehow you're a beverage director. And there's a program, because program, I think, necessitates that there's more than one restaurant, right? Right. That's what I would think, a program. So that's the thing, I guess, like beverage director, but you have one store, you know, with no potential store in the future. (laughs) So inflating your your credentials. Right, exactly. What is that thing? They released an article that was really big that everybody passed around, master mixologists or Uh whatever. uh It's like, you seriously, you were a bar back two years ago. Calm down. Yeah. I'm an old nightclub girl. I used to pour one-on-ones. See, there you go. I mean, that's one of those things where people, it is a matter, there's a dynamic, and I feel like you have to even be, to be great at something, you have to put in a lot of time to be great. Right. Now, you can be okay, and you can be maybe good, but to be great, Jedi level, if you will, you got to put in some time, and I feel like people want the shortcuts now. They just want to open up a bar without even really understanding what that means for a P&L and stuff, you know? Right. Or the time that you spend sleeping on the couch next to the bar to make right. the numbers work yeah for sure and the, and that's that's the hard part too is like they don't a lot of people don't see the numbers they don't see that mint costs money they don't see that oh, every single thing every single thing yeah i'm costing you money right now <laughs> <laughs> damn it my electricity bill my boss is gonna bitch about yeah, the pnl what is those five cents <laughs> where'd they go <laughs> bring that guy back in here make him pay so, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny that you're right because people don't pay attention because death's in the details. Right. And, and I think that's the, the hard part is our, our mentors, our predecessors all figured that out. Yeah. You know, and uh, they, the kids behind my bar always joke, oh, don't worry, that doesn't cost money, you know, because that's what I say <laughs> yeah, yeah. to them. And they'll, like, break the glass. Don't worry, that doesn't cost money. I'm like, uh... But, but that was a nice glass. What are you talking about? I just dropped the bottle of Elijah Craig 23 here. We're going to have to sip it off. Oh, off my God. I can't wait to open that bottle. If yeah. I hit my numbers 13 periods in a row, that's get, when I'm opening. That's the one? That's a, good, that's a great bottle. Actually, I mean, this back bar back here. And we'll talk about whiskey in a moment. But this back bar is just elegant. I want I'm, After we're done, I'm going to spend some time just kind of... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know... <laughs> You can get up on the ladder. Je- jealous and <laughs> looking at all that stuff. But so, cool. Well, so going back to, to Cape Cod, did you have 
an affinity for doing service stuff then or you uh, didn't uh, even find out until maybe florida no uh actually i so school was paid for oh uh, what, my books were paid for what what scholarship did you get uh I, obviously i'm a nerd so it's an academic scholarship yeah that's great though <laughs> any particular field uh no um it was just i did really well in school yeah. and they offered me a bunch of money and i was like okay i'm gonna move 1400 miles away from home done <laughs> done which done in which school in florida uh stetson university stetson. it's a small private baptist mm-hmm. college uh in d-land florida d-land how do you spell d-land d-e-l oh that's i thought it was like d-land like no. it wrapped in it was like d-land no it actually is oh. d-land oh no shit oh. um and then I was so, so uh, the first couple of weeks, there was no money for food or anything. And I was mm. just kind of scrounging, living off of whatever. Yeah. I walked into this bar and I hadn't eaten in a couple of days. <laughs> and I was like, listen, dude, I'll do anything. Like, and he gave me half a sandwich and he poured me a beer. Keep in mind, I'm 18. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he's How like, nice okay, listen, uh, you're going to not fuck shit up yeah. and you're not going to ask too many questions and you're going to figure it out and I'm going to give you a job. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Now I'm going to, I'm not going to assume what the job was because I'm still in suspense. You uh, could have been a dental assistant. No, no, it was, a, it was bar, behind a bar. Yeah. What kind of bar was it? <laughs> uh, like a shitty ass dive bar. Yeah. Like shot and beer bar. No, uh, yeah. Shot and beer bar. But he like, Everybody joke. That's where I learned everything about the buoyancy of alcohol. The buoyancy. Like, yeah. Oh, that's that's a, that's a good term. Um, because I can layer shots. Like my Fusé Cafe yeah. is awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Just because of that job when I was 18. Yeah. Um, but it was more beer. We had like 25 taps, 100 bottles. That's pretty like, big. I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like a 50 to 70 seat bar that yeah. we crammed 150 people in because in D-Land, Florida? <laughs> in D-Land, Florida. That's, I mean, was it the place in D-Land, Florida? I'm just going to say D-Land, Florida. <laughs> D-Land. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that and like a couple other places because it's like literally the downtown is right next to the college. Oh, good. So, so everybody's kind of stopping by. Yeah, everybody's hanging out. So what? how long were you... So I'm, I, I'm, I try never to assume about the trajectory of one's coll- collegiate Oh, careers? that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I only did my four years. Don't worry. Good, good, good. So what, what were you studying? Uh, marketing. Marketing. Oh, that's uh, all. That's and I have good. a minor in chemistry that I don't a use. A minor in chemistry. <laughs> I actually use the minor in chemistry Probably more than more I here, use. Right? You talking about elevation of tefestate plants? Like, yeah. That's something chemistry about yeah, that. Yeah. Something I'm, very chemical. So I, I guess that's, that's I use that more than I use the marketing. I use the marketing. Too, yeah. So. I mean, because you're... I imagine that it gave you a sense of how to appeal to customers and how to make a good product, right? Because I mean, marketing is, in, in essence, right. kind of moving something right. in the way that people want. So, but you spent the the regular four years in college. Regular four years. Walked away with the marketing degree. Yeah, and then never sat down at a desk ever. Ever again. <laughs> um, so I, I moved to the bar down the street that was like the other. Do you know what a mind eraser is? I, I don't know what's in it, but I certainly have had my okay, share. Okay, so in De- Deland, Florida, they call them hoops. Hoops? Hoops. What? And Why? I have no fucking Colloquialisms, <laughs> those Floridians. What are you going to do? But the nice part is, is that I was a 22-year-old bar manager. So, like, and the market there fell out right when I graduated college. So you got all these well-educated people working oh, could, for you. Oh, oh so I see. So it, it was people that couldn't find jobs that had gotten laid off from their jobs, that were working there. So you, it's interesting hiring people now yeah. versus hiring people then because it's like, oh, the unemployment rate's 11.5% and wow. all these people that are well-educated are coming in looking for serving jobs. Did you did you like that, having such a talent pool to pull uh, from? Or yeah. is it bad because they they're going to think they're better than that? No, actually, and I think people were just so eager to feed their families because the market was so bad mm. that 
like that that was it mm. like they they were there to work they were there to make their money there was no drama because everybody was an adult and they were just gonna make their money and go the fuck home you i know? like that like, that's nice it is that's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> move forward 10 years and now you've got no uh, no 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 i my staff here is awesome i couldn't ask for better to be honest <laughs> well so did you catch kind of wind and of like cocktails and things is um, it started because what, what year were we talking when you graduated uh 2008 i'm 2008, showing my okay. age sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad that's not a bad well it could be bad. no yeah. it's not bad yeah, you, you um, spent four years in college you're ahead there yeah um, six for me so. uh, that's okay yeah i know i'm like damn are you guys ever gonna graduate this national <laughs> lampoon behind my bar is that the is that the guy that yeah, uh, yeah. The, took forever to graduate oh yeah like, Van they're, Wilder, they're all right? 30 and still working on their third year i'm like damn guys come on <laughs> you lapped them like you, you, literally and figuratively you lapped them like years ago what's how long did you stay in florida then after uh, i was there for two years out, three years up till i was 24 mm-hmm. and then uh, the, the cocktail scene there was not at all like a thing right did you did you have a feeling like an intuition that maybe it was going to become something bigger uh, no and there it's all like Just cheeky not. and grenadine and it's the beat like roses uh, like grenadine yeah. roses lime juice like bottled things that yeah. they don't know anything about because they're good. spoiled yeah well, i don't know i i kind of feel like it's not a good thing that like the kids these days don't know what that is because yeah, it's like man you never had to grow up with something artificial and uh, now you don't appreciate this good, lime juice that's for it is. You never had to struggle through like just mass made syrups and stuff, which is headache riddled. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna always get a headache. Oh, you have stuff. three types of orgy. Like, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that's more than I've got at home. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> not bad. N- n- not all at once. <laughs> oh, okay. I rotate them. Actually, we have a blend. We do a roasted almond and then a smoked almond. No. You're making me sound bougie. No, no, no. no. no if no one's gonna make. You sound bougie. I swear. <laughs> Coming from me, that we can't do that. We can't do that. So then, what did you hit after? Um, I lived in Virginia for two years. Where about? Uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. I don't know where that is. Uh, it's where James Madison University is. I like James Madison. Um, so it's in the Shenandoah Valley, which is freaking gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh yeah. my god, and the seasons are amazing. And uh, I ran a bar in a 500 seat restaurant That's that n- had two bars in it so That's it had a pretty. patio and then it had like a normal bar yeah and it was it was interesting experience it does beg the question what bring so you could throw a dart at a map and still not land on harrisburg so what, what, what brought you to Virginia? um so you know how all women end up in oklahoma that would, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, no, it's mathematically proven. Uh, I think. A, a boy, because uh, nobody moves to Oklahoma willingly. Yes. I guess we're getting ahead in the story. But. Yeah, <laughs> but is that was that so was it yeah. the same boy for uh, absolutely? Yeah. yeah. So it was the industry too. Uh, no, he. Uh, you know, like all service industry people, I have a thing for teachers. <laughs> is it because you want to be a teacher, maybe somewhere? No, back no, no, no. Well, I guess I do do a lot of educational yeah, stuff. I mean, you but... got that staff back there, <laughs> willing to learn. Right. Um. Yeah. I guess it's uh. We all get burnt out with like the service industry people and other service industry people being around us and it's hard because oh. you're both gone you're both in the industry and you all share friends and right it's, I, don't, I don't really know we were together in college so i guess it just but that's a really that's an interesting point that you you talk about the dynamic of relationships and having two people in the industry i, I mean i'm gonna be pretty frank i don't see a lot of relationships no nope. bar owners that's slightly different because your your money's on the line and you're kind of working and you've got a staff to do stuff for you right but like in terms of just 
barbacks or, or bartenders, I don't see a lot of those relationships working out. No offense, anybody, but yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it is, and not to say that it can't. I'm, no, I'm, I'm no. a huge advocate for love and all of that, but. I can see the draw, the attraction to like kind of stability because teachers, there's no more stable profession, right? Same time every day, out at the same time, they're off summers, all this, you know? I think they get burnt. I think when we date normal people, though, they get burnt out because it's exciting dating someone in a bar. They know all this cool stuff. They're picking up your bar tab. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, Real they're taking you home from the bar. Yeah. Like, But I think it's hard when someone's walking through the door at 3 a.m. They get in the shower. They drink a beer. They eat the leftovers out of the sink, and they want to wake you up, and you have to be up at 8 a.m. Yeah. Eventually, that gets old it's to difficult. them. It's difficult. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think there's, there's that attraction to normal people, but there's also that they don't understand your lifestyle up to a certain yeah. point you know? they can they can be empathetic but they can't really live it because coming home and like having your whole clock changed because right. you're coming home late every night I mean, it definitely changes changes right. things and so, they're mad you're sleeping on a monday until like right. one o'clock they're like, you oh, crushed 80 hours. like no but it works out <laughs> yeah. this is my day off you're just the weekends like with other people but it's strange so is that you see, how was the 500 seat re- restaurant two two bars uh two more bars experience, uh, I guess. uh yeah um and then that's that's where I started learning that people's taste was changing because I was sitting at the bar across the street, which is Clementine's, which is like my favorite bar. If you ever were in Harrisonburg, Virginia, that I is where you I think I'm going to go. go to Harrison. Where would you fly into to get to Harrisonburg? Uh, there, uh, Harris- Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Okay. Charlottesville. Okay. okay. I've now, I know. Okay. So you could just go over the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, it's Harrisonburg Harrison- or Harrisonburg? Ha- Harrisonburg is in Pennsylvania. Harrisonburg okay. is in Virginia. Uh, some army general or something is what I'm thinking or some kind of politician. I Harrison- have no no that's a mouthful I, of a name for a city. It's got to be. I have no a, idea. That's George Harrison. That's who. That's who it's named after. Are you sure? No, I'm not. That's absolutely <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> I think you're making it up. <laughs> absolutely making it up. But it's a good experience. You see, people's tastes are changing. Yeah. Um. Like this little 21 year old guy. Keep it in mind. I'm not very much older than he is. Is mm. drinking. He walks up to the bar and he's like, "Hey, what kind of IPAs do you have?" I go, "This motherfucker. I was drinking Miller Lite, yeah. Keystone Lite, <laughs> Mickey's." <laughs> oh, Mickey's. Yeah. Some good nights with Mickey's. Uh, <laughs> So I'm like, when I was 21, I'm like, okay, this is cool. That, that's awesome. Like, everybody's starting to drink craft beer. Mm-hmm. And then you see people start drinking, not that we use Bombay Sapphire as the barometer for, for you know, like a high-end gin, but mm-hmm. they're drinking Oxley. They're drinking, they're drinking, I don't know, I can't even remember what they used Hendrix, to drink. Hendrix, right? Yeah. Patron is like a normal thing, not that... And I know everybody makes fun of Patron, but like that's the gateway for agave. For oh, people. for sure, and they're doing some cool stuff with the Roca. Yeah, and it's absolutely. all really good. So I, I. But think you're right. It, it's it was the it's the founder. Right. It set the stage for for agave. I think that's where we get good like agave. super snotty, you know, a lot of us because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, Patron, oh, you're drinking freaking Bombay Sapphire, oh, you're drinking. Uh, Bacardi. Oh, you're drinking Templeton. I saw your Templeton. post about Templeton. Well, I don't have a problem. I mean, all right, real quick. <laughs> There's lots of good rye whiskeys. A lot. My dudes have been making it for centuries that are cheaper, and they are full disclosure about everything and never trying to use marketing as a ploy to get you to buy the product. They're, they know the product's good. So why not get one of those? That's it. That's really all I I think that's that's a good point for us as people that have been in it for a long time. Yeah. But I think for people, so I carry it for everybody listening. Oh, and no, it's, it's a shame on yeah. shame on me. No. And I, I well, I understand what it is. 
But for I'll take that guy that comes in at my bar and orders a Templeton and Coke for six months for that one time he asks me, okay, what else do I want to drink? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I totally understand. So, it's a transactional ride. Like, right. It's not a game changer. It's not moving or elevating the art of spirits or any of that stuff. And you know what? It's clever marketing and the end goal by making money they were making money so they, it worked out for them yeah at least up till now up till know. now up till, <laughs> up till those massive lawsuits <laughs> we'll see how that works out we'll see how that works out for a couple of other manufacturers actually <laughs> but so how long were the, you in virginia until uh, almost two years same spot same spot um and they were great to me uh the owner you see uh, you know how we talk about that relationship thing yeah. i learned a lot about how not to treat my spouse because oh. uh care the, to share any lessons uh yeah so the owner so they used to so there's a huge college there a twenty five thousand uh-huh. person college and so alumni weekend there's a football team they run a hundred thousand dollars out of that restaurant in two days holy shit yeah it's crazy that's a lot yeah so uh he's microphone through the kitchen so they can expo food better and they mm-hmm. can talk to the people and he's arguing with his wife and he's still microphones and he's back in the prep kitchen and he's yelling at her. She's done nothing wrong, keep in mind. And yeah. he calls her a fucking bitch. What? On the floor? A mi- microphone through the kitchen so oh everybody God. can. Uh, and That's it was horrible. like, I know. And it was so heartbreaking to me as, as a female in the business yeah. that my significant other that I'm a partner with in life and a partner in business with oh would God. talk to someone like that. That's crazy. That's crossing her line. Yeah, absolutely. And like the guys in the kitchen that lo- she used to bring us breakfast, like, like totally Red nice, Bulls right? and candy for yeah. those, and granola bars for those weekends and like run food and like their daughter would come in and run like rolls to the tables, mm-hmm. like super nice people except for him Mm. (laughs) so it's interesting to like see that and be like okay that's not how i want to treat my partner ever (laughs) that's yeah that's horrible it's just like a lack of respect just in general oh yeah and uh, sometimes and a lot of what i learned about not treating uh, treating employees with respect was from him because he didn't treat people very well that took care of that business what do you like why do you think people are like that they're just not grateful or i don't i i think again i think it's an ego thing you know how uh, again i think a lot of people in this business are i'm uh all of us are a certain level of ego driven because that's why we're in this business well, in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you want some recognition. Some people don't, but most people want a, a fraction, a little bit, a, a yeah. Rec- recognition, at least success for where they're working, even right. if not personal success. Because as a beverage, because you're, what's your official title? Uh, I am the bar manager. <laughs> good. Well, you didn't inflate it. You're a bar. That's good. Yeah. But you mean the success of this bar is your success, right? Exactly. You know? Um, well, that's, I mean, that's a good lesson. It's just, it, lacking that common. I, I see that in, in kitchens a lot. Just the the head chefs are just fucking crazy and eccentric, and they don't have soft skills whatsoever. It's all just polar, you know. Either really, really sad, really, really angry. Yep. It's crazy. I don't know what. Maybe it's. It can't be all the booze. Cause I'm, I feel like you seem pretty normal. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe for now. Um, I, I know. Mean, there's get, more get, mezcal. Get, to be I was going to say, let's have another mezcal. <laughs> um so i yeah i i don't know what the disconnect is there on on that part though again it's ego driven i will as far as chefs are concerned i will give a shout out to our executive chef we opened the oklahoma city store together Uh and that man still will be working a 15-hour day and he'll be like you haven't eaten today and we'll walk around the line keep in mind he has all of our restaurants yeah we'll walk around the line and make make me something to eat because i haven't eaten (laughs) yeah that's that's (laughs) incredibly cordial of him very very courteous that's something i I think that that's one of the reasons that maybe we're drawn to this business is the actual sense of community and the actual 
sense of uh, selflessness that we have and we in sharing and all that. I mean, you're sharing mezcal. You made some coffee. I mean, this is wonderful and it's very, very <laughs> opening. And I, I feel like uh, I feel very lucky. So thank you for, for that. You're welcome. So what drew? Okay, so we, we all right. So we got Florida. We got Cape Cod. This is a pretty good story. I mean, I, I'm thinking like <laughs> Kerouac riding cars across. You go from Cape Cod to Dayland, Florida. You got Harrisonburg. I mean, these are all cities I'm learning so much about America right now. And then you are taken to Oklahoma after Virginia. Uh-huh, yeah. For the same teacher or a different teacher? No, no, same teacher. Okay, okay. So you were literally hot for teacher. Uh, no, yeah, so, oh, hilarious. That I know, hilarious. I, it's horrible. I know, it's totally horrible. Uh, yeah, we were together for eight years. Oh, that's so. a, I mean, it's a good chunk of time, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, so did he get a new teaching gig in Oklahoma? Is so that what he got his master's degree at James Madison okay. and then, um, he couldn't get into a PhD program, which is crazy to me. Cause that man is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, but then, so we, he joined teach for America, which is a great program where they take people and they, with college degrees and they place them in schools that need teachers that oh, cool. aren't going to pay them the most. And right. so our choices were Detroit, Michigan, Robocop, land. uh, the Mississippi Delta. Oh, Jesus. And, or Oklahoma City. I would have picked Oklahoma City. <laughs> there, I mean, I, I lived in Detroit for a little while. I'm, I'm picking. There's no way I'm not going to Oklahoma City. I mean, I have pit bulls, so I would have fit fine in Detroit. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but yeah, so Oklahoma City it was. Um, and uh, the job market there, the unemployment rate is so low. It's like three and a half percent. Really? It's What's the industry there? Oil, but oil. oil. So the job market is super easy to get something in. Oh, that's great. So I started working for Marriott and it was awesome because I joined their task force. So I was traveling all the time. So mm-hmm. I was two weeks in my hotel, two weeks somewhere else, two weeks in my hotel, two weeks somewhere else. Like it was Pretty great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still young. I mean, you can, your body can put up with it. Right. Jet um, lag, all of it. It, it was great. And then um, I the, the, they changed ownership. And it, I, I think the turning point was the G, the new GM walks by this guy standing at the front, um, the, the valet guy. Uh-huh. And he goes, pick up that cigarette. It's been sitting there for three days. And, and, and I wanted just, to be like, fuck you. It's been sitting there for three days. Why didn't you pick it up? Yeah. How hard is it? Yeah. I, and That's I was horrible. like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. So it was that moment. Was it? Did you catch little glimpses of that kind of dynamic throughout the? Kind of. It was. Com- it was coming. It was yeah. coming. And everybody was like, "Keep your head down. It'll get better. It'll get better." And it wasn't getting any better. All because of this one dude. All. I'll be. It, I think it was the shift in in management, and they were, they were trying to renovate the hotel, yeah. and they were trying to make it better, and it wasn't getting any better. Gotcha. And uh, so I was just like, okay, I need to do something else. So I'm at, in Florida, and my best friend there in Oklahoma, who is five feet tall, big fake boobs, fake uh, lips. Okay. Uh, she, in Oklahoma, uh, I guess that's where they go. Yeah. <laughs> um, she she works for Remington Park, which is a racetrack up there. Mm-hmm. But her ex boyfriend used to work for Twin Peaks, which my company <laughs> my company is the offshoot. Oh, of I didn't them. know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were we're the independent brand from them, oh. but the same guys. Yeah. The, those old dudes that started that are actually these super cool foodie nerds. No kidding. Like guys that like to drink whiskey. Oh, I gotta yeah, tell you, like, I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> I would say, like, it's a guy with his jaw to the floor with his tongue hanging out that likes boobs. And that's no, they're so like super They're shrewd, fit, right? Yeah. They're like, ah, I think, you know, people, you know what guys like? We, it took us a month to figure this out. <laughs> I think they like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Lo and behold, Twin Peaks is born. Yeah, and like they're these super nerdy, cool guys that are just like, wow. 
just want to have fun and make good food and make people happy. No better, no better obje- objective than right. trying to make people happy. But uh, so he, he's, she calls me. She's like, "Hey, uh, I gave your resume to this guy. I'm like, I applied to them for as a bartender, uh-huh. just like I was ready to get out of just, the hotel. Uh, I didn't whatever, care. whatever like, you can do. Yeah. Get, and they passed me over. They gave me like a generic, oh yeah, show up at this hotel and we'll interview you. And right. I was like, fuck that. Well, if my resume didn't stand out, I'm nothing to you. Yeah. So, and she's like, I'm like, man, I don't want to go do that, Alexis. They already passed me over once. She's like, you're going. You're miserable at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. What's yeah. it. What is there to lose? So I, uh, I went and I interviewed with the DO, who is a really freaking cool guy. Mm-hmm. And I met my GM, who is now the GM in the Dallas store, who is wearing Dickies. Uh, whiskey cake kitchen shirt with just the top button done like he's a cholo uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at them both going okay cool this might work yeah. <laughs> and uh, they brought me on to actually manage the hostesses but the bar manager they had wasn't exactly a um, stand-up character I see so I think they had brought me on to replace him knowing that that would be the eventuality yeah, of like it there's, there's you know exit plan for him so I got higher so i drove we met on a thursday i flew in on a wednesday we met on a thursday i drove to dallas on a friday to stage to make sure they liked me sure and, and is that where you where, where you met up with them like the do and stuff in dallas uh no they met me in oklahoma because the restaurant okay. was already under construction gotcha. okay. um and then so she uh, and then uh they were like okay cool we like you i'm like okay i need to get my two weeks at my job you know that's proper etiquette yeah the hotel was like, oh, well, fuck you. Come turn in your keys. So I'm like, oh. So, so they didn't even want you to just. N- no. That, that's a sign of a real good organization. Uh-huh. Oh, yep. you're going to quit? Well, <laughs> you can't play with my toys anymore. Right. It's horrible. So I was like, okay. They're like, come turn in your key right now. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm driving back from Dallas. So I was like, hey, Scott, like I can start, you know, Monday. He's like, okay, Monday orientation. I pissed in a cup. Yeah. And then I was Dallas for six weeks doing training. That's and so, I worked at the company for three years. It just like that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So yeah. three years now, you said? Three years, yeah. Um, or three years in April. So how was it opening up that the whiskey? It was you were opening up the whiskey cake in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, it was that because it was the first offshoot. Obviously, yeah. it was interesting and a lot of learning curves because they have to like s- scale procedures and stuff, in which right. they probably never had done before. Right, and then um, the I will say that the Oklahoma market has come a long way, but it it's still not as like forthcoming. Yeah, um, and then because the market is so because the job market's so good there, if people don't have standards, it's really easy to go just find another job. So if you don't want to keep the standard, it's like, oh, well, fuck you. I can go to this other place, make just as much money yeah. and not have to clean and not have to educate myself. So it's, it's a it's a it's an applicant's market right. in a sense, right? Absolutely. Interesting. It's like that in Houston too, I hear. That Is you can't it? even find like a general contractor to do any work or find bar like hospitality staff because there's so many places that they can just work wherever they want that particular industry i mean i don't know about oil or marketing or any of that uh, kate uh so the houston market i imagine is interesting right now because i just read this article about how the you know they've got that uh energy corridor and mm-hmm. how gas is so cheap right now that like there's a little bit of fallout so right. it should be interesting you know everybody is like yay cheap gas i'm like no cheap gas is bad you good all- for me bad for like a lot of other people yeah like you run a bar in oil country yeah like that is 90 percent of your clientele <laughs> right right they spend money i don't want to se- sell 12 dollar blends i want to sell 25 dollar scotches yeah like. absolutely <laughs> i mean it is it, it is it affects all all areas of the market especially like gas prices of course yeah you know, we can get into socioeconomic status and all this stuff but but yeah it is an interesting thing it's a lifeblood for so many cities you know and i i guess 
I always felt like bars are impervious to failure because everybody's going to always want to drink. Like, so if you're sh- serving shots and serving beer and doing it consistently and people come in, like, what do you, what do you got to lose? I mean, is it really like that? I think, yeah, I mean, it definitely has its like ebbs and flows depending, especially in in this market, I think. I'm sorry, I poured mezcal in your topo. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. I was like, did she just pour mezcal in my topo? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but it, it, I was like, well, maybe that's, maybe that's, that's your thing. Maybe that's how you drink mezcal. Uh, I don't ever judge. I, I want you serve it how you want to serve it. And <laughs> I'll probably drink it either way. So I think I've gotten to that point where I'm just like, oh man, I don't want to drink cocktails. Like I do yeah. when we're doing R and D, when we yeah, open a new to, restaurant right? yeah. in a, another location, like we always do R and D for that stuff. But it's kind of like, man, I, or when we're doing the menus for like specialty dinners and stuff, I'm like, I don't want to drink cocktails. Can we just serve this stuff straight? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 there's something simple about it. I don't have to worry about balance in terms of ingredients or someone executing it right. Like, if it's distilled well, it's gonna taste good. Any Kentucky bourbons can be good. Right. Any most of the mezcals at any rate, uh, all the Vaga stuff's fucking brilliant. So yeah, exceptional stuff. But so I being uh, not too familiar with whiskey cake, can you tell me kind of what the the motif is? Like, what what do you guys look to accomplish both culinarily and with your cocktails? Okay, so I, I know you haven't been to the Inter- other one. Interview ones. question. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> serious interview yeah. question now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for my beverage director to hear this and go, you misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, no. All, it's all positive stuff. <laughs> I, I swear. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I think they build these huge restaurants, right? Yeah. And yeah, I, this is, a, I mean, a few, you said how many spots? Th- 307 seats. 307 seats. I mean, it's wonderfully open, really bright. Like, I don't feel like it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I feel like nice, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., very nice and bright. It's the mezcal. <laughs> it's, I got you. It is a combination of both. It has to be a combination of both. Good lighting, so. Um, so I think uh, what I love about it is that I I could make you anything in the world because I have this big, beautiful bar. Yeah. But you, you know, there's approachable things, too. Like, there's the comforts, you know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about walking in here and being like, oh, I don't have a Bud Light. Oh, I don't have Miller Lite. Oh, I don't have like everything on my tap is craft. Yeah. But you can have a Bud Light or Miller Lite if you want to. Sure. If that's not your thing. And I think here's what I try and accomplish. I always want to educate my staff the best that I can. Yeah. And I want them to educate people that come in here because a lot of them are middle class people that like we're not in the saturated market. There's like one other craft place up here on the north side. Yeah. Like this this area is booming now. It's starting to grow. So we get a lot of people that don't know a lot about things. So I, I try to educate the staff so they can educate people. people do you think I, I feel like right now is a very interesting point in, in San Antonio and in Houston and Austin. People really like people that aren't in the industry. They they want to learn. They're really interested Absolutely. in craft stuff. It's it, it's kind of not. I mean, it's it's nice. It it is nice. It is nice. But if they don't want to learn, you know, they're just in here shooting the shit, having a couple beers with their buddies. Yeah. I'm not gonna deny the server the sale. I'm yeah. not gonna deny the bar the sale because they come back and I I love this about the staff because they try so hard. They like the they'll come back and be like, I'm sorry, they didn't like this. And they apologize. I'm like, you don't have to apologize to me. And yeah. I have to pop open six Miller lights. It's okay. Yeah, it's no and big you deal. Tr- you tried, and that's all that's important. Yeah, to if me. you're trying to f- promulgate the narrative, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Seriously, if, if you're trying to do that and people don't like it, that's fine. I tell you what, gin is a very dividing and a very polarizing spirit. And I've done many a tastes, taste testings in stores where people are like, oh, gin, man. And I'm like, 
okay, no problem. That's not your thing. I'm not going to try. I, I don't want to make it a pissing contest with people. No. Because that's not how you win, win over people and introduce them into new things anyway. You got to let them think it was their idea. Right. I mean, it's like Hendrix has made this huge boom all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like the past couple of years. And it's cool because they macerate and they evaporate and it's two completely it's different spirits. Yeah, and then process. they add the cucumber essence. And, the, you know, I, I, I think that's important. Uh, but it's the sugar that people love in it. Yeah, that stuff's really thick and syrupy. Holy crap. And uh, don't get me wrong. I love the occasional, you know, like, it's summer, it's hot, it's 90 degrees, it's San yeah. Antonio. Like, I want to <laughs> <laughs> on the rocks. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it still tastes like my grandma smells. Heard that. <laughs> no, and it, it, because of the rose. So right. was privy to some of the distillation techniques and the way they blend it and stuff. And it's like, it's not cucumber, it's rose. Yeah. Now, there is cucumber distillate, but that's not really what you're getting. Right. I think it's because they they add it as an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? It's not in the actual boil when they're right. When they're and you creating don't the evi- you, you don't distill out those bigger oils. You actually adding in right. essences and stuff. Yeah. Now that is appealing to your chemistry minor <laughs> sensibilities, right? <laughs> right. But yeah, but it, but it, it, it's either, but the fact that anybody even gives a shit about gin and more than just one gin. I mean, that's that speaks volumes about how this this conversation has changed and how the narrative has changed in, in craft and in cocktails and all of that so yeah. but, but because but because i'm a little bit hungry <laughs> what it, what is something you enjoy eating here um okay so the kale and pomegranate salad is the like kale and pomegranate. Uh, yeah so they uh you know what a six minute egg is where they yes, leave it runny yeah. on the inside okay and then they flash fry it so they literally fla- it's like a scotch egg uh, yes oh my god that's so, good. <laughs> so it's got hot bacon dressing on it and hot then you bacon dressing yeah so then and then you cut open the egg and it runs all over the salad and, and it's, it's got crunchy like, right oh my god oh. yeah and it's got these fried chickpeas and this tasso ham in it and you mix everything together oh that's brilliant oh it's so freaking good see that's good that comes from someone who loves food you can tell it's like nothing more unctuous and rewarding and satisfying than an egg. I know. A deep fried egg. A deep fried egg. A deep fried kind of soft egg. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's, ugh, wow. And then any anything with kale in it. Yeah. I know that everybody's super bougie and on the kale cake, but anything time you want something hot because yeah. kale is a hearty green, yeah. it holds yeah. up to heat. So it's like really, you you're can, right. You can put whatever you want on it. Torch the shit out of it. You're not, you're not getting <laughs> rid of so those crispy. stocks. <laughs> those stocks are not going away. Like No matter how much you braise it, how much you steam, whatever, those are rough stocks. Uh, right, exactly. Still, very, very rough. So how do you feel about being in, in San Antonio then? Because you shifted, you said you've been here two years? Is that right? One year. One year, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I have never been part of a more welcoming group of people in yeah. my entire life. So literally, I drive in on a Sunday, and uh, the boys have already been here um, for quite a while, the other managers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so I drive in on a Sunday, I have my first vendor appointment on a Monday. So wow. it's seven hours with my pit bull in the front seat. Uh, he or she? <laughs> as it's a girl. What, did she, did she enjoy that? Uh, she, she likes to like sit in the front seat and right. like mean mug the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually like hour five, she finally curls up in a little ball and goes to sleep. Um, I barely make the cutoff for my apartment. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I fall asleep immediately. Like crash out. Crash Sunday night, out. you said, right? Yeah, it's a Sunday night. I miss my apartment delivery for the furniture and everything like that. So literally, I'm sleeping on the floor, oh, covered in a blanket with my dog. Uh, but that's that's living. <laughs> that's true frontier yeah. living. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, 
I get up the next day and I go and I meet the boys at the hotel because they're still interviewing out of the hotel because we can't get into this place yet. Oh. And uh, they, they're like, oh, hey, how you, they're like, do you need a couple days? I'm like, no, I have vendor appointments. Like, yeah, let's I go. gotta get to it. Yeah. So uh, I meet the entire Glaciers team here who are all phenomenal people, yeah. like the nicest human beings in the entire world. Great team. Uh, and then... I wander into Hot Joy while Kara is still working there, probably like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, do you want to? I'm like, hey, I'm Killian. I work for Whiskey Cake. I just moved here. And she, uh, she's like, okay, uh, like, hey, do you want to hang out? Like, <laughs> Was she like wondering what, what, why yeah, you're telling no, her this? No, no, just like she's, we start, struck up a conversation. And I think I was drinking Hendrix, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, she, we start talking. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to dinner with my roommate. Do you want to come? I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. I'll yeah. text me in a couple hours. I didn't even think she'd that's call so me. Cool. And then it just kind go. of snowballed from there. And then I met Jarrell and uh, uh, a couple of the other boys in mm-hmm. town, Johnny Umal and Liz has been nothing but kind. I've never met so many people, like, especially in the cocktail community where we get super, like, snotty and stuff like that. I work yeah, for, for a sure. corporate place. Yeah. And they're, totally they're just the- like, hey, come, you can drink. Okay, come hang out. Like, that's so cool. Just super nice and welcoming and didn't care anything about anything other than that I wanted to talk shit with them and yeah. drink. You well, know? I, I, I sense that. Not It's not a need, but I sense, like, the, this just thirst for not recognition but thirst for community thirst for structure in the community yes. and th- I, I sense that, that that's kind of really bubbling up and that's why usbg just start the chapter just started last year right or is this year uh it's this year yeah so it means it's a, it's a burgeoning thing lots of people involved you guys are having like a holiday party it looks like next yes. week or maybe it's this Sun- week I don't know. sunday sunday yeah. so i mean that's that's you guys are doing it it's coalescing it's uniforming it's turning into something that's going to become a movement because if you got a lot of people standing around not organized and not working together and collaborating, then you can't get any motion. But th- but that's really happening for for San Antonio. I mean, it's going to be a destination place very soon. Which is good. I, I mean, think it's good. I mean, I, I love it here. This is one of my favorite places that I've lived, and yeah. I'm pretty well traveled. I mean, it's no delay in Florida, but it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Delaying, yeah. <laughs> what do you... Because this is... You have... have a great pedigree coming into this. You've had some really nice corporate gigs, some smaller gigs. Where do you think ultimately do you want to decide in the business? Do you want to own a place? Do you um, want to start I think a it's, oh. <laughs> Okay, so this is You have a plan. I yeah. can see this, there's like this twinkle like, mm, oh man, if No, only. it's oh it's it's always easier to play with other people's money. Uh yes. yes. <laughs> I wish I had the luxury of playing with other people's money. Um so that's always a good thing. Um and then the place the whiskey cake's so good to me. Yeah. Um, we'll eventually open more stores. Eventually. Gives you more power, a R- reign of power. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's appealing the, to anybody. Uh, the the dark side of corporate is built on whiskey and cake. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of human nature is built on whiskey and cake. All of it. There's some, there's some wonderful things that happen when you're eating whiskey and cake, but there's some dark fucking things that happen with a lot of people <laughs> drinking a lot of whiskey and eating a lot of cake. For me, you know, I, I try to focus on the light stuff. But. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but they give you some freedom in your career. Absolutely. And but if, like, if you had the money that you wanted, which never happens, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Do you want, do you, are you, seemingly the, the chemistry side of it interests you, probably the process side? Do you ever see yourself getting in there and getting your hands dirty and fermenting and distilling? Or? I, I don't think so. No? 
Yeah, no, I couldn't. I don't think I could do it. It's it's interesting to me, and I love to see like the way other people's minds work. Yeah, or the way the way they create things, and it's kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Why didn't I think about that? Yeah, you know. So it's that kicking your stuck. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's always interesting uh, to see everybody else's chemistry at, at work. Yeah. So. Um, but for me, it's kind of like a, I appreciate these things too much to ever try and recreate them. Like, yeah. I'm, but so, but I, you know what, like each of us, I think if you're a creative person and you're kind of interested in the details, most people will have an aha moment and then that's what sets things into motion. And you're like, why? Wow, you know what? There's something I don't like about rye whiskeys. So I'm going to go make my own. That's not the case for me personally, but I know a couple guys that do that. And it's like, that's great. You Everyone know. stop making rye. The rye market is oversaturated. <laughs> it's oversaturated. Please, for the love of God, it's the new white dog. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. That's crazy because there's not not a lot of that in, in Austin. So it's interesting to hear you say that here. Oh, God. Too many rye. Too many rye. And I, so, uh, like, my my boss, the director of operations, it was a rye drinker before they were cool. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, God, and there's so many people not making them correct. Like, Woodford rye is good for what it is. It's to get bourbon drinkers into drinking rye. Uh-huh. But for me, I wouldn't drink that as a you rye You want, like, drinker. a really nice tight and dry yeah. Yeah. rye. What is the go-to for you? Uh, um, man, I don't know. There's I, a lot. There, like, I think yeah. Sa- Sazerac, just the, the regular, that's a really tight, dry rye. rye. Yeah. I, again, I'm a, I'm the Scotch drinker of the group. Oh yeah. So that that's my go-to for everything. Um. <laughs> just peed it. Just get. Are I you th- Lafroig person or? Um no, I think. Okay, so here's what's crazy. I, and I thought about this while we were teaching something the other day. Is like now all these Highlands are becoming peated. Like a knock does a a peated Highland. Yeah. Now they've got the rudder and that that whole series where they're lightly peated. It's only 14 parts to like 11 parts per million. Like, right. Which is it, it, so, which but is, enough. It's a technical. It's, it's, an, about, it's yeah. enough. It's not like an Ardbeg, you know. Right. Right. Um. But and then you've got Brooklynic who's doing all of that like. They do a peated series and then they do an un- unpeated. So they're getting their stuff from, you know, a local place and yeah. then they're buying their stuff from Port, Port Ellen, you know. It's such a so cool model. That it, it is. It's I interesting. But we've had to train the way that we see things now yeah. because eyelays are not all peated. They're not all this smoky so craziness. So much confusion. <laughs> if only someone would make a book. Uh, I think he did. <laughs> no. Scotch drinkers don't actually care what you think as long as you agree with them. Oh, so. that's true. That's very true. I don't know, uh, bourbon drinkers, I think we, there's some friction between bourbon drinkers and scotch drinkers. For me, there is. Uh, Although, even though you're drinking whiskey, I think there's just a little bit of friction. I think here's the problem with bourbon drinkers. How boring is it that you, how bored can you be with that caramel, toffee, toasted marshmallow, hint of Tabasco, uh, t- tobacco, sorry, <laughs> like, yeah. no, like, I'm, I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> See, here's the thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now now we're fighting this Sorry. is good no this is a good this is a good dialogue if you the the nice thing about bourbons is that you can taste wild turkey and tell it's wild turkey of course but why is it wild turkey and so to to think about what about what what about wild turkey and what about that mash bill differentiates it from four roses right from buffalo trace from heaven hill like you can taste it and there's some comfort for me in being able to taste a non-label that somebody that doesn't disclose, like Michter's, for example, until they start making their stuff, and tasting and be like, this is this is my homeboys at Heaven Hill, right? Which I'm not saying that's what it is because they won't tell me, so I won't go on record and say it. But, that's, but there's something I like about that. 
you know? Because there's not so much difference between them. And it's not always so sweet. Right. You know? But scotch, it's a, it's drier typically to me. I mean, obviously, it's not as, as sweet, but... I, I, to me, Lafroy's sweet. It's got that like sweet yeah. note to it underneath I mean, the beat, you know. It's like, you know, oh, you're 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 such a beautiful person, but you're a murderer. Like it, <laughs> it's got like this nice appealing aspect. Maybe that's to why it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll rip your face off with the, just like, the, the, the mossy peatiness, you know. Oh shit! But I think I, it's a good it's a good dialogue, right? Yeah, it is having bourbon versus whiskey scotch drinkers. Yeah, and I, again, like I, I think that. So High West does that campfire, yeah, uh, which is a little much for me. But I think it's an interesting way to present, like, to bourbon and rye drinkers, yeah. the way Scotch is. Yeah, so. it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's some it's fun, and it's fun that we can have these little tribes <laughs> within <laughs> the industry of what we drink, of what we like. Some people that won't drink Espadine, some people that won't drink tequila. You know, like, there's lots of lots of differentiation, but that's the lovely part of it. Right. A bunch of creative minds. I think everybody just needs to drink everything. It's fine. Yes. Nobody's going to judge you. <laughs> no truer words have been spoken <laughs> or implied. <laughs> right. Like, seriously, just drink everything. It's fine. <laughs> I totally agree. And Killian, thank you so much for sharing this wonderful coffee, this wonderful mezcal, and this wonderful space with me this morning. So talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Don't judge and drink whatever you want. Great words to be spoken at such an early hour, to be frank. But what do you guys think of that chat with Killian? She is very intelligent, very driven, ambitious, and she represents that spirit, that emerging spirit that is thriving in San Antonio right as we speak. You guys are building an amazing USBG community. The cocktail conference makes it a world-renowned event, putting San Antonio on the spirits and bar map. Lots of potential, and I cannot wait to see what else emerges from San Antonio in 2016. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G., No matter if you are trying to get those damn kale stocks soft, no matter if you're drinking mezcal at 9.31 in the morning, just please keep dancing.